The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to yet another session here at the Kickpod Dojo. I am your host, Slash Sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts experience as well as um, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, ranging from movie, TV shows, cartoons, and also highlighting certain martial artists from around the world, actors, and world-renowned martial artists. Okay, so before I start this off, um, I want to um, wish everybody a happy holiday. I know Christmas is approaching us real quick, and then um, after that, we, um, we're actually leaving 2020, as for most of us out there are really anxious to really get out this year because um, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, and of course, we're hoping for a, a decent new year in 2021, but yet... We have a lot to think about. Well, we have a lot to go over, or should I say, a lot to, um, I don't know, just um, to keep um, positive about. I mean, of course, the vaccine, a vaccine was created, so people have their doubts about that because we had, like, vaccines done with um, other diseases. But <clears throat> we should think positive about the new year and not think negative. I mean, we have plans not to... Not to think of um, <clears throat> what happened in <clears throat> 2020, but we have to really look forward. All right. Okay, so for this week's session, I mean, I'm going to explore back to um, Jesse Inkamp's, uh, Jesse Inkamp's um, uh, website, <clears throat> uh, credited by Jesse, you know, the karate nerd. All right, so I came across an article that seemed very interesting, like something that I probably would tell my students like from time to time. All right, so this article is called <clears throat> The Ten Lessons of Grandmaster Itosu, variously like revisiting karate's most valuable historical essay. All right, so this is practically an essay of um, Itosu's um, more like... Um, a guideline for um, karate, or just a his um, modern style of karate, with um, um, some Japanese school system. All right, so basically just a heads up of who is um, Grandmaster Itosu. All right, so basically, well, actually his full name is Itosu Anko. Uh, Anko, yeah, that's pretty much his whole name. He's known as considered he's considered as the grandfather of modern karate, largely largely responsible for karate training today, bringing it from a secret secretive darkness into a modernized lightness. Like pretty much, um, when you think of most martial arts styles, they're done in secret. Like nobody, like no other like style, like reveals its secret. 
you know that's why most of, most of the time that you see most martial arts movies they keep their martial arts secret so in this case um so itosu decides to um design a different form of karate mostly mostly for not for the okinawa but for um like the japanese um japanese um country okay so let's see a little history on itosu being born in 1831, allegedly shy and not much of a, not much of a, um, of a child that's involved, like, in anything, so really, yeah, he's allegedly shy, became later active in Okinawan karate, which, while the style was largely involved, was largely involved with the community, and imported into the Japanese mainlands due to the Japanese impressive, to impressiveness to the s several Okinawan medical examinations results in 1891. I mean, so roughly, that's a long time, really. That's almost like close to 100 years. Yeah, well, not close to 100 years, but mostly close to 100 and. 130 years ago pretty much that's where and this is the result from being like extremely extreme physical shape but soon became inaccurate because it was an old style of karate and something else had to be proficient enough to to for a six to eight weeks boot camp in the Japanese military so in this case So in this case, um, of course, this is just Ito Itosu pretty much thought maybe old school karate wasn't the aim toward training a military army. So in this case, he thought, man, maybe, but the maybe it's something toward the youth community and kind of analyze this. You know, starting youths, starting young expedites the youth's uh, physical development. Even before any enhanced uh, training was given, you know, example, you know, at my school, my school, we start training students, like at my Christ school, we start training students as young as six years old. But yet, we do like a five, four or five year old class called the pandas, but not training them in, but we're only training them in like a behavioral development. So that's like the five. Five or six year olds, but when we maybe reach six years old, we have to train them to be black belts. All right, so yeah, but that's just how our system is when we're teaching at the um, our Christ school. And this would and this would go on for Itosu to begin teaching old school karate at um, an elementary school in 1901. All right, so basically we're looking at 100 years. And he's trying to open up like um, the previous secretive martial arts style to a large group, but yet found out that the old ways doesn't always amuse the youth community. That, with that, he improved it with the development of peon, well, mostly peon, peon katas, basic basic forms or intermediate forms, and simplifying other Okinawan uh, karate styles. 
and uh, or should I say karate forms. Itosu pretty much removes certain techniques that he feels younger kids shouldn't perform in school. But turning karate from a formal self-defense to physical physical fitness or physical education. Now, really, just looking back in this, looking back to when I was a kid, imagine if this was a curriculum back in grade school when I was a kid. I mean, of course, um, when I think about it, when I think of, um, um, well, think about, like, ed physical education when I was in school, um, most of the time, well, the school I was at, I mean, all we did was, like, when I think about it, um, most of the time, yeah, we do, like, Certain exercises, push-ups, jumping jacks, toe raises, and then, of course, my one teacher, all we did was, like, dance. But, you know, dancing is part of um, physical fitness. But, you know, imagine if we did, like, once once in a while, we did the karate. Like, we were, like we had, like, a black belt come in and do, like, a class, like a martial arts. Like, just teach us, like, the basics. I mean, that would be fun. But I know, I guess the fear with that is um, what what type of message that's going to give with the kids. You know, you know mostly it might because uh, you got, um, you know, you got those certain people, certain kids that get the wrong message. And next, you know, they use the, they like to try to cry to move on people. But, you know, that shouldn't be the, the thing to do in school. So, yeah, mostly um, just thinking about it um, like years ago. Probably back when I was, before I was um, laid off, uh, you know, I was invited by another karate instructor or a karate, a karate instructor that he um, owned a school in a different style. You know, he would ask me to go to his after school program at um, a preparatory and high school. And um, he would ask me to do like demonstrations for the kids, really get them an idea of what true martial arts is um it's what's what is it all about all right so really you know the kids you know this is mostly for kids that are likely to fail in life and and yet yeah this is what really uh so yeah, that's like something that you wouldn't do. So really, I guess the kids were like not focused, but yeah, you know, I used to do my um. Yeah, it's kind of one thing I kind of did. Um, I did a bow staff form, and you know, kids that got their attention. You know, everything else, they weren't so surprised. All right, so that's something that I kind of analyze, kind of think about. All right. So with this development, Itosu modernized old traditional karate. It's be, yeah, with, with the development of Itosu's modernized old um, traditional karate, it became part of the Okinawan school system as a physical education um, curriculum and would travel to the Japanese mainland, the tra Japanese mainland, then later uh, all over the world and that was um that was uh all right so
Uh, so going into 1908, yeah, Itosu would address his modernized karate to the war and ministry education in a form of an essay. All right, this is where things get interesting. All right, so, all right, in which it refers today as the 10 lessons of Itosu or karate, convincing the, the Japanese leaders to introduce karate to the educational system by laying out, by laying out, so I say, like, laying out true aims and objectives that modernize karate that might well teach to the youth community. Okay, so that was just an essay. So Itoshu starts off by quoting karate not does not or did not um descend from Buddhism or Confucianism. Confucianism. I don't know if I said that right, but in the older in the olden days in the olden days two schools of karate namely the <coughs> Shorin and Shorai style were introduced from China. Both support <coughs> sound principle and it it's vital it's vital it's vital that you that shoot that it's vital that they be preserved and not altered. Right? Therefore I will now mention here where what one must know about karate. So pretty much analyzing that um, karate is not known to have any religious black background where you have you had to pray to or worship any god. Like so basically it's martial arts. So that's what Itosu um pretty much um explaining. Hey. So, all right. So, with that being said, all right, let's kind of discuss um the ten, well, pretty much the ten lessons of Itosu. All right. <clears throat> all right. So, definitely, I'm gonna read the first one. Hey, right, so if I can uh, get my throat going, drink some water. Hmm. Okay. So the first one is is um. So he says karate. So this is what he says. I quote him. Right? So karate does not only endeavor, or should I say, attempts to discipline one's physique, if and when necessities arise, whereby one has to fight. Karate provides the fortitude in which to risk one's own life in in support of that effort karate is not meant to be employed against an adversary but rather as a means to avoid the ones of the use of one's hands hands and feet in the events of a potentially dangerous encounter so to analyze that um so itosu talks about how karate builds not only strength and physical appearance but strengthen, strengthen self-confidence and mental ability to avoid any confrontations and yet giving you courage if the avoid the avoidance fails to sacrifice 
yourself to minimize the situation. So basically, in this case, um, you know, you're when you're doing martial arts, you know, you're building your muscles and pretty much your um, st stamina. And um, at, and at the same time, oh, there's no. <laughs> pretty much with that um all right so <clears throat> you're building muscle stamina and also you're building your self-confidence and with that you know <clears throat> with martial arts you're not really getting into fights all right you're in a confrontation you're trying to <clears throat> minimize minimize it from or <clears throat> prevent it from happening so that's pretty much the first one <clears throat> all right <clears throat> Alright, number two. So, karate's primary purpose is to strengthen the human muscle, thus making the physique as strong as iron and as hard as stone. One may, may then use their hands and feet as a weapon, such as a spear, in, such as spear or handle, and doing... In doing so, karate train, try training, cultivates bravery and valor in children, and should therefore be encouraged within our elementary schools. Do not forget what the Duke of um, Weldon said after having defeated uh, Emperor Napoleon. Today's victory was first achieved. First achieved. From the discipline attained the, within the, the playgrounds of our elementary schools. Hmm. So kind of analyze that. So Itosu is proposing that the Japanese authority to make make it mandatory for school to kill children to learn karate. Where saying practicing karate would get them the strength to even have the, the, the power to kick Napoleon's, Napoleon's butt. So also quoting, so pretty much he's also quoting an um, Western culture figure to prove his um, case. So yeah, definitely not only it's um, Japanese knowledge, but it's it's also a West, Western culture um, influence too. So he was influenced by that. So there's a reason by that. All right. So really... Now going on to number three. All right, the third, the third lesson. Karate cannot be accurately learned in a short time, like a tur turbid bull. Regardless of what, sorry, regardless how slowly it moves, it will eventually cover a thousand miles. And so, it is for the one for, um, for who resorts to study delicately two to three hours a day. Um, after th three to four years of unremitting effort, one's body will undergo a great trans transformation, thus revealing Karate's very, very essentials. Very essential. Well, it makes sense. All right, so 
In this case, I recall talking about this um, with one of my previous episodes about the um, McDojos. Like, what, what the warning signs of your dojo could be a McDojo and, or a belt factory. Like, usually I tell my students the importance and of proper technique coming from proper training. You know, there are no shortcuts. Uh, for for some, it takes a lot, a long time due to limitations, you know, but yet limitations can be overcome, you know, with uh, desired commitment. So really, so a person with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or autism, you know, they can overcome their, their limitations to really learn and actually become very proficient in martial arts. And, you know, really, people have their doubts about people with limitations. So, really, that's why when you're doing martial arts, it's before testing your students, you know, you really got to make sure they get it, not only mentally, but, like, physically. You see physically they're doing it. Like, you tell them that you're not just doing the technique. You're actually, you want to do it as you're using it. So that's one thing explained, you know, even when I show the kids what they're doing. All right. So definitely that's one thing to really think about. All right. So going on to the number four. Ugh, all right. One of the most important issues within karate is the training of the hands and feet. Thus, one must always use the Monakawa traditional Okinawan punching board in order to develop their develop them thoroughly to do this effectively lower your shoulders open your lungs and focus your energy grip the, the grip the ground firmly in order to root your posture and seek your key seek your key commonly referred to as one's flight force into the tangent, or to the navel, or should I say the spot just below the navel. Following this procedure, perform 100 and 200 thrusts each day with each hand. Or actually, it was a suki. So, pretty much perform 100 and 200 sukis for each day with each hand. Alright, kind of analyze this. Okay, so there's two two different two different ways to perfect your technique. You know, either we use pads or shields or visualizations. So when you're using a pad, all right, so you're actually hitting the actual target. It's not easy for some students to focus. Like, you know, I see when people are throwing their technique, you know, maybe visualization is not um their best um their best quality. So really, they need to have a target in front of them so they'd be able to do the kick. But, but you know, you know, it's always best to really to do it both ways. You know, you want to make sure your technique is is good against the bag equally equally with doing it in the air. So really, that's what when we teach our students, you know, we're teaching them that how to use their muscles. I mean, so it's kind of irritating. Well, for me, sometimes it's kind of irritating trying to get the certain kids to really understand. But, you know, 
that's what that's where we use um pads and definitely we use their visualization and that's why we use mirrors too so they can really see where they're kicking all right so that's how we train them all right number five let's go down to number five one must maintain an upright position with within karate's training posture the back should be straight Lloyd's to pointing toward the pointing upward with the shoulders pushing downward and a spring springness springiness should be maintained in legs relax and bring together the upper and lower part of your body with the key force focused on your well tangent or should I say target or tangent okay they're analyzing this all right well good technique involves a having a good foundation or a good base that is where basic stances come in you know a proper proper stance and posture is what makes um uh, a technique look um to look effective all right so yes um this is why we use uh, basic stances you know I kind of usually get on the kids about, um, or mostly people about their stances. I mean, all right, so, yeah, usually that, that involves do, using proper stances. All right, so with most kids, you know, I ask them, like, you got to make sure you train your, like, your foundation before you throw a technique and make sure it's solid. And, you know, I always on the kids about doing their techniques uh, so that's pretty much with um what itosu was talking about pos great posture oh yeah well having a nice calm stance all right so now let's go into the next one all right number six hand hand down hand hand it down by word by the word of mouth Karate comp compress the comp comprise of a a series of techniques and cor cor corresponding meanings. Now, meanings resort to independently explore to independently explore the contents of these the techniques. Observing the principle of grapple, grappling and joint locks with the corresponding theory of usage, of usage, and the practical of application will be more easy to understand. So really, yes, like this is what um pretty much um Jesse kind of analyzed like on the um. The, um, on this so stabbing, stabbing right in the heart of many of the modern day kata bunkai experts. So really, Itosu here clearly states that there, that there never were were any real written records on the means of karate's numerous um, movements. So in this case, um. Nobody didn't write anything down about um, the techniques. So pretty much um, any technique could be modified. 
So this is pretty much what I'm saying. So you will therefore need to independently explore the various techniques of karate itself, you know, including um, grappling, uh, joint locks, um, takedowns, escapes, collectively referred to as Torites. Uh, an old Christ, um, an old school karate. So that's pretty much what it means. In order to understand, to truly understand the various possibilities, possi possible applications of Christ techniques in general and in kata in particular. So, uh, so pretty, pretty much, um, like really, there's like different. Well, people have their different theories about techniques. So really, in this in this case, you know, we're not, we always tell um, students a block is not only a block, it's a strike. So in this case, if you're doing a block in a kata, you're thinking of it not only as a block, you're blocking something low. Like say if we're using a low block, you know, you're not blocking an object, you're blocking a kick, or maybe in this case, when you block, you're kind of like trapping or when you think about it, or you're breaking, so you can you can grab and break a leg. So that's pretty much what we're doing with it, with kata. All right, so that's pretty much what Itosu is um, trying to explain. Okay, so another th here's number seven. In cry training, one must determine whether a specific application is suitable for defense, or for Cumulated or to cultivating the body. All right. So, going into this one. All right. So you know, there's so many techniques that um could be like uh, one's favorite. You know, you know, we when we're doing self defense, we just don't do one self defense like technique. We do more than one. And, you know, this is. And one of those could be like a student's personal favorite. And in this case, you know, like there's, like, you know, that's the thing that we have. We have different, we got so many katas that we do. And then, of course, um, there's um, one step. <clears throat> we got one steps and we got different kicks. We got different strikes. We got different blocks, you know. So that's the th so that's kind of like the thing right now um, with um with the techniques, you know, we're not going to have every personal favorite. You know, you take what what seems looks good for you. So, I mean, pretty much there's certain katas that are like my favorite, but, you know. But, you know, I don't I don't like doing all of them. So that's pretty much the whole um, concept that um. Itosu is trying to explain in his um, lessons of, or should I say, pretty much when he say cultivates the body, like what seems comfortable. All right. So not all katas are designed for people's body due to limitations, no injuries. All right. So, all right. Going on to number eight. Intensity is an important issue for karate training. To visualize that one is actually engaged upon a battlefield during training, 
does much to enhance progression. Thus, the eyes should dispatch fear, fearness, while the shoulders must be kept low, or contract the body, contract the body whenever lower the shoulders, lowering the shoulders, and contract the body when blocking, and blocking, blocking and strike and delivering a blow. Right, treating in this spirit prepares ones for actual combat. So, really, in other words, you you are what you eat. Or well, pretty much in there. Anyway, so pretty much, So practice what you preach. Right, the more you sweat in training, the less you'll bleed in. In the unfortunate, in the unforgivable streets. All right, so in this case, all right, so in this case, though, um, all right, so this pretty much was okay. So when I see it, um, you know, this is preparing you for like a real confrontation. You know, when you're training, you know. This is what usually what happens. You know, when I teach my students and they don't know how to what to do as far as um how to train and stuff. <laughs> usually I be on my students about <coughs> they should train. Alright, you're training yourself to be prepared for a real situation, you know. A real situation can happen any at any time. You know, mostly for kids, you know, there's no there's bullies that like to really pick on them. <clears throat> so if you don't know how to handle a bully situation, then you'll you won't have no idea how to handle yourself. All right, so all right, so definitely uh, I'm trying to get my throat up. No, that's why I'm pausing a little bit. Um, so um. So that's how so that's how it is when you're doing martial arts training. You know, you want to train to be ready out in the streets. You know, for me, actually training for over 20 years, I've never been in a street fight. You know, I have been in a school fight. And, you know, you know, there's times I panic. But, you know, the one thing I try to do is try to avoid any possible confrontation. And, you know, the thing is, you know, that's um when you're in a fight, yeah, you're always gotta be on your guard, you know. You got pretty much know your opponent's distance, so if, in that case, you'll have that confidence. So the more you train, the more train and practice, or should I say that's the same. The more you sweat and practice, the less you'll bleed in battle. Right. So number nine, the amount of training must be. In prep in preparation, and in, in a wait a Let me read this again. The amount of training must be in proportion of one's res reservoir of strength and condition. And so, it's excessive excessive practice is harmful to one's body, and can be can be recognized when. The face and eyes are red. Hmm. All right. So, 
let me look at this way. All right. So the way, so when, when I'm reading this right now. All right. So really, so let me say it's always good to train, like proper. I mean, you want to get as much as good training as much as possible. But um, in this case, you don't want to do too much training. All right. Otherwise, it'll be harmful. All right. So that's why you know when we do in class, uh, it's usually like an hour. Like an hour type of class. All right, so. So yeah, that's why we used to have an hour class, and you know when I tell kids to train or practice at home, usually you're practicing for like a less amount of time. You know, it doesn't take much time to develop your muscles. You know, it doesn't take an hour to develop a muscle. You know, really, you save that for class. But you know, when you're training at home. You know, for kids, you know, you're training for like almost five minutes a day. You know, not trying to put too much tension on your body. You know, really, kids really, really, kids really say you got to train your body. Think that you got to train for an hour a day. And that's too much. But yeah, in this case, um, you know, for me, you know, I don't mind training an hour a day, you know. But, you know, if I'm going to train an hour a day, I kind of put it into like a fitness type of like kind of a, a fitness kind of thing you know you want to have be physically you want to be physically trained all right so that's in this case boom yeah so that's how it is when you're doing this um when you're doing training all right and for the last one the 10th um lesson all right, karate practitioners usually enjoy a long and healthy life thanks to the benefits of re un remiss remaining <clears throat> training. Practice strengthening muscles and bones, improve the digestive organs, improves the digestive organs and regulates blood circulation. Therefore, if the study of karate were introduced in the curriculum, for curricula um, for elementary school <clears throat> and practice extensive extensively, we could we could more easily produce men of unimmeasurable defense capacity. Oh boy, there it goes. With these teachings in mind, it is my conviction that. If the student of the Okinawan teachers college practice karate, they could, after graduation, introduce karate at the local levels, um, namely in the, the elementary schools. In this way, in this way, karate can be this. They can be uh, this this simulated or throughout. The entire nation, or could be extended in the entire the entire nation, and not only benefit people in general, but also serve as an enormous asset to our military force. Uh, Itosu, Itosu Anko, October October eighth, nineteen oh eight, year of the monkey. Okay, so. Definitely, that's how he ends this. Um, how he ends this. Um, um. 
well, yeah, it ends in some essay. Uh, okay, so in this case, uh, you look at this. This you look at it this way. Um, so he's saying that you know, karate will definitely will help, like build not only your muscles but build like your uh, immune system. So he says, like strengthen digestion organs. You know, you want and strengthen bones. Right, so you want to restrain enough, so you're in a good like not only in the best physical shape but best like like health help shape like you want to make sure you're good like um like your heart's pumping good you know you got good digestive um um like good digestion with your organs you know that's why i tell students like when they're like you want to have good posture you know if your posture is not good then you know i always tell them like he when you're sitting at a dinner table, do you slouch or do you stand up straight? You know, if you slouch, you know, you're not going to have a good digestive system. You want to have a good posture. You want to have your back to the table. You want your food to like nicely digest down your stomach. So that's pretty much what I teach these kids. So looking at these um, these 10 um, lessons, you know, I figured like if this was like years ago introduced to the physical education schools in America, I probably wouldn't be have to wouldn't have to join karate like years ago like I did. But you know, nevertheless, rather if it was a school curriculum or you actually join a karate school outside of the education or physical education or outside of the elementary school, it's pretty much the same thing. But you know, um it's it is what it is, you know. Maybe schools in Japan Japan can like like it will work with schools in Japan, but you know, but maybe in like America, well, it was probably like wasn't until like I can't say probably to nineteen sixties or seventy when um karate was introduced in America. Well, mostly because of Bruce Lee, because he came from China to the U.S. But never, but nevertheless, um, it's a it's a good experience. All right. Okay. So this is, the, um, this uh, concludes my session here at the Kickpot Dojo. And yet this is the second to last um, episode of 2020. And definitely I want to look forward to 2021. But um, in this case, uh, like again, I like to wish everybody a happy holiday. And hopefully people are getting the things that they need for Christmas, especially you kids out there, getting the things you need for Christmas. But uh, nevertheless, we always want to think positive of the new year. All right, so this is um, TJ Williams with the Kick Pod, ready to bow you out, and I'll see you next time for another episode. Tell the people about our new show. Our new show? Yes. Not back issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Hey man, we just can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. 
Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Stop, stop till they drop. That's right. That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony on Chris and Anthony just can't stop. At BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial. All right.